following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. They'll know you've arrived when you drive up in the 1958 Edsel, the car that's truly new from nameplate to taillights. Now your host, Walt Disney. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome to that tip-top terrific and splendidly prolific waltz down memory lane, the Mid-Modcast. And here are your Mid-Modcasters, Craig, Paula, and Dave. Welcome to the Mid-Modcast, where all your mid-century dreams come true. I'm Craig. Who are you people? I'm Paula. Welcome. Hello from St. Louis, everyone. This is Dave. And we have online also Carrie Jones. I learned how to spell her name earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just used to asking people, uh, now, how do you spell your name without thinking twice? And she's like, uh, J. J she, she had to spell it really slowly for you. No. Yes. <laughs> Craig, I will tell you in, in your defense, um, as a former educator, it, it, she might have thought you were talking about her first name because I've taught K A R Y, Carrie. Uh oh. R E Y carries. So, I mean, we're, we're having a lot of derising problems with Dave today. So, uh, cut him some oh. slack if he sounds like a robot. <laughs> robot Dave. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, we've gotten some flack on the Mid Modcast because Mid Mod is a design type thing. We and have gotten flack? Yeah, just. What is this flack? Just one that or two you... people have flack. Oh, these. But, oh, you know, so it's, it's really. Mid mid mod mid century modern is the design. It's, it's the furniture. It's the house. It's the architecture. Yes. But come sure. on, mid modcast. How can you not? It's a, it's a podcast. That's the mid modcast. It's so clever. It's very Who thought clever. Of that and, name? and of course, I came up with it. So yes. it's genius. It's is genius. What it is. But re- regardless, today we're talking about actually actually real life mid century modern homes with Carrie Jones. And uh, Carrie is a realtor from uh, Metropolis Real Estate Solutions. Now, Carrie, is is that out of Orlando or Sarasota? Wait, are we going to talk about you? our stuff? Like our, our yeah, number. we will. Okay, we'll right. get to it. Okay, okay. All right, want to make sure we're good. Where, where is your office, Carrie? <laughs> the answer is uh, yes and more. Uh, <laughs> we're based in Orlando, Florida, but we serve the Central Florida area, even all the way over to the Space Coast and uh, Satellite Beach and all that. So you know, uh, Orange County, Seminole County, Lake County. We're kind of all over Central Florida. We we serve a pretty uh, broad base. Well, let me know when Tony Nelson's house is up for sale because uh, <laughs> yeah. I'd be very interested. Yes. All right, Paula, let's talk about the internet and, and social media and all that. If do we people, have to? No, I don't want to do it. The- Midmodcast.com <laughs> is the website. Find us on Facebook, Midmodcast. Uh, where, where else are uh, we? Instagram, Instagram, Midmodcast, Twitter at Midmodcast. And one of them is the Midmodcast, but I'm never sure. The website's the Midmodcast. No, it's no, just Midmodcast. Never mind. But you can call us at 216 309 2204. 216 309 2204. You need to do that slow. 216. No, that's boring. 309. <laughs> Never mind. 
Just two two. Write it down. Double two twenty two zero four. I love it when when you ask people for their number. It's like two zero nine. Six. Like what? Wait, is that the number you said before? I know. It's like, huh? Okay. So anyway, enough of that silliness. But let's get back to Carrie. Uh, so yes. Carrie, you specialize in mid-century homes. How did you get into this? What? What in the world? How in the world does one specialize in mid-century homes? How did you become such a person? <laughs> well, okay. Let me let me tell you. First of all, uh, I'm a Frank Lloyd Wright enthusiast. Uh, I completely geek out over Frank Lloyd Wright. Um, so architecture has kind of been my thing for quite a few years now. Um, I've owned a couple of craftsman houses. Um, now I've owned a couple of uh, mid-century modern houses. But the way this happened is um, my husband got transferred to Florida uh, to work for Universal. And so we wanted to find a house out here and uh, we got hooked up with uh, a wonderful uh, broker named Adam Judd from Metropolis Real Estate Solutions. And I told him that I wanted a mid-century modern house. And he's uh, like, well, let me take you for a drive. So I uh, got in the car. We drove around. Uh, he took me to some amazing neighborhoods that had some incredible mid-century modern houses in it. Um, and... Um, I just, I was kind of overwhelmed at uh, the architecture down here. I was surprised, uh, pleasantly surprised at how much uh, this area had to offer in terms of uh, mid-century modern architecture. Uh, and so we found this really cute 1959 house. It's got terrazzo floors, uh, breeze blocks, really cool, like, red door with all these oh. cool, like, uh, like floor-to-ceiling windows. You can literally see all the way through from the front of the house to the back of the house to the canal um it have a we have one of those built-in room divider bookshelves so we walked in and you know wide open space it's just wide open from the minute you walk in the door and we were like we have to have this house like (laughs) we just have to have it so we ended up buying this house and became friends with uh adam and his wife and I, he started taking us to these parties, inviting us to these uh, parties for the Nielsen Schweitzer Fellows. Uh, it's an architectural pres- preservation foundation. Um, got really super interested in everything that was going on in this area as far as mid-century modern architecture goes. I got more and more interested and I said, I want to do what you do, Adam. Like, I want to do what you do. So I got my license down here um, and told him, I'm going to come work for you. Like, it was, <laughs> there was no question about it. I said, I'm going to come work for you. And he was like, okay. So as soon as I got my license, I started uh, working for him. And uh, and that's kind uh, Kind of uh, how it all began. That's fantastic. Wow. So your your fascination with mid-century modern design goes back how far? It goes to Frank Lloyd Wright, who is kind of the, I guess you could say the godfather of the whole mid-century design, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you cannot talk about mid-century modern architecture without talking about Frank Lloyd Wright, um, because the arts and crafts movement it was it was a kind of a direct rejection of the Victorian architecture of the time, which all the ornate, um, you know, the gables, the 
staircases. Uh, you know, everything was just so ornate and over the top and kind of closed in. Um, and arts and crafts was just a, a rejection of that. Uh, it was all about bringing nature into the home, opening up home to the environment. Um, instead of having, you know, elaborate steps or porches that you walk up to, you literally walk right into the home. Um, it's about the harmony with nature, the simplicity of the materials, using the organic materials that are, you know, uh, native to the area around you. So, um, yeah, and the ge geometric lines as a Opposed, you know, to uh, you know all the kind of frilliness of a of a Victorian house. So, and the open spaces as well was a huge thing. So, um, you know, arts and crafts, um, the prairie, Frank Lloyd Wright's prairie style. Um, you really can't talk about mid-century modern without uh, talking about that because he was uh, definitely he ushered in that um that whole movement and that kind of then evolved into his usonian and then you really start getting into uh what mid-century modern is all about so how many houses if you were to give a percentage in your area how many homes are actually mid-century is it is it a heavily mid-century area as far as the the mid-century modern or pocket or modern-esque i should say or is it pockets or um, there are a lot of pockets. And when you look at uh, when, you know, Florida was kind of established, um, you know, citrus industry was huge down here, um, you know, and then there was there was Disney down here. So uh, a lot of the neighborhoods were established in like the 50s and 60s and things like that. So there are uh, pretty large pockets of uh, mid-century modern architecture in Central Florida and not only Central Florida, but like, you know, down in Southern Florida, I think Craig and I were, were talking about, you know, the Fort Lauderdale area. Some of the buildings down there are just like, you see that cool, like brutalist uh, architecture down there with the concrete structures and everything and you do see um you do see some of that uh here too in like orlando downtown orlando there's some really cool brutalist structures down here too but there's there's definitely uh quite a few pockets of neighborhoods that were established uh, established in the 50s and 60s so you um you can definitely get mid-century modern homes down here if, if that's what you're looking for what is a brutalist structure? What is that? Uh, brutalist is uh, those. Wow, well, I don't. Are, um, have you heard of Louis Kahn, the architect Louis Kahn? It's sort of that uh, concrete. You'll see these buildings that are almost all concrete from top to bottom, oh, and sometimes uh -huh. they'll have these um, kind of geographic patterns, almost block patterns. Whoops, microphone. Um, geographic patterns um, in them. Um, just almost like heavy concrete structures. It's not popular with a lot of people. A lot of people just see it and think, oh, that's just a huge concrete block. But there's yeah. something <laughs> um, there's something kind of um, kind of stunning about it um, when you really look at it, because it does really stand out and it is really so different to a lot of the architectural styles you see. OK, Dave. So, Carrie, I had a question for people who like to do house drive bys like the fritzes do when i visit towns like palm springs for example you know i you know we know the names of the neighborhoods like twin palms and old las palmas and the racket club etc if i were to visit your area your neck of the woods uh what are the neighborhood names 
where we might see some cool homes to drive by. Okay, one of uh, one of my favorites is uh, Audubon Park, and uh, I was just over there the other day, and there are some really like stunningly uh, preserved um, neighborhoods, or I'm sorry, uh, homes around there, and <laughs> I I just kind of want to just get out of the car, and just stop and stare. Um, it's just really impressive because you see all different all different types. It's not only kind of just the the traditional mid-century modern ranch, but you do get some of the, even the atomic ranch homes uh, that you see that still have the, the carports that haven't been uh, closed in and made in, into uh, garages. Um, but yeah, like that's, that's, that's one of my absolute favorites when it, when it comes to neighborhoods where you can still just, line by line by line as you're going down the street it's like awesome 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 uh, awesome <laughs> nice. and it's yeah and it's super close well, to I think, downtown orlando i think uh the climate in florida lends itself well to still maintaining a carport <laughs> absolutely like it's yeah and and honestly the the really cool thing is like um talking about the sarasota school of architecture which was built down here or uh founded down here that was one of the things that made the architecture so conducive to this area was you know the climate the architecture went hand in hand with the climate down here um you can have those carports you can have those um materials the um they rely a lot on solar heating and materials that cool during the summer um yeah, I've almost forgot your question. I got sort of consumed in what I was talking about. <laughs> no, you're great. Uh, I was just asking about the, the various uh, famous neighborhoods that, that are known for their significant, significantly architectural homes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I think I got off topic. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> the Audubon Park. I've already written that one down. So when I go, <laughs> hold on. Yeah, hold on. Let me let me get this one right quick. There there was another one that I was just in the other day. And I love looking at the um, photos of um, Sarasota, too. The um, the canals and that was really beautiful as well. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at uh, the Sarasota School of Architecture, one of the sites that is talking about it. Oh. And one of the things that's fascinating to me is a lot of these homes were built in the 1950s before air conditioning was very popular. And the architects had this in mind when they were building these homes with uh, the heat and the humidity of Florida and everything. And yet they're kind of trying to make them as climate controlled as possible and uh, Carrie, do you come across many homes that don't really require much in the way of air conditioning down there? No. <laughs> no. I was thinking it would be magical if no. <laughs> yeah, no, not in this, not in this day and age. Honestly, like if pretty much in Florida, if you don't have air conditioning, you will die in your house. Um, <laughs> You know, back then, you know, it didn't get quite as as hot and humid as as it does now. And you could. But 
but still to this day, um, the materials do. Like we have the terrazzo floors and the big windows and, you know, the low pitched roofs. And um, it does really go a long way. Like our bills, our heating and cooling bills aren't nearly as crazy as it could be in Florida. Um, Because you would think that, you know, the terrazzo floors would would act against you in those but they stay so cool Mm. in the summer and they do stay warm uh in the winter and even though we still have the original windows uh in our house we haven't i haven't had the heart to have them replaced (laughs) they're still the original windows from the 50s and and i haven't had the heart to have the energy efficient windows put in and and honestly we don't really have a problem like we haven't had crazy uh issues with with heating uh, or electrical bills since we've lived in the house and we've been there about um three years we keep our in the summer we keep our uh, ac set at like 77 and we're totally fine it's it's great um yeah it's nice fantastic Hey, Carrie, I wanted to ask you, you were talking about some features of your home earlier. Since we're on the topic of windows, do you have jalousy windows in your house? Yes, I yeah, do. Very cool. <laughs> I always, my, my wife and I are interested someday in buying a, a mid-century modern home. And I want breeze block, like you already mentioned. I want jalousy window, windows and I want built-in planters. I have those too. So a full disclosure though, I have gotten criticism for not putting thing putting things in the planter. So when we bought the house, they have these marble and they're 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 removable, but we have these little marble tops over uh, the built-in planters. I'm just, I'm not great with indoor plants, <laughs> like full disclosure. And I think it would look beautiful to have some like like horseshoe or whatever they call it, bamboo in there or something. Um, and those planters would look super cool. Um, I've been a little afraid, but we have them. Um, but now they have these cool like marble, just kind of marble tops on top of them. But it's it is a really cool, like a, a little kind of semi room divider. It, it kind of breaks up the space oh, nice. between the the opening uh, area and the the living area. What, what are the what were, yeah? Windows? What were those windows you were talking about, Dave? <laughs> oh, yeah. So jalousy windows are the uh, they're the crank Frankie. louver style windows. Oh, they the louver, like yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like I don't have the heart to replace them. They're so no, cool. They're, they're so cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, back to your. Sorry, I was talking about some architecturally significant. So you can find like Winter Park um, has some architecturally significant uh, homes from the Sarasota uh, School of Architecture. Um, Maitland also has some. Um, um, Winter Haven. We had a gen, um, a Jean Leedy house, and I believe it was Winter Haven. Like I'm not gonna lie to you, there are so many like winter towns. Yes. There's a Winter Park. There's a Winter Haven. There's a Winter Garden. I remember there's that. A- <laughs> We've been to Winter Park. Yes, I remember that. We've been there once, and I was like, "What's up with?" The-? And then now that we so live many. in Ohio, the streets are named. Yeah, we we After. live in a neighborhood where all the streets are Florida names. Yes, yeah. so we have a Daytona <laughs> Street and a Winter Park Street. So they they yeah, we live in a mid-century modern era, and they they named all the streets after Florida. So you get it, you get it. 
So, Carrie, you just threw out the name of a uh, of, of an, I guess, a desirable architect. So, you know, if you're looking for mid-century modern in St. Louis, it's always cool to find a, a Ralph and Mary Jane Fournier or um, a Harris Armstrong home or uh, William Bernudi. I'm just and I, I know for outside of St. Louis, those names might not mean anything to you, but. In, in your area, who are the architects that are desirable as far as selling homes? Okay, so one of one of my personal favorites, and I, I believe uh, that um, Adam, my uh, broker, would agree with me too, is is um, Jean Leedy, and we actually just listed and sold um, what we're pretty sure is his final home um, that was built in two thousand six. I believe he designed it uh, for his daughter, if I'm remembering the story correctly, but um, it was. Uh, you know, complete mid-century modern with all his classic uh, elements of his mid-century homes. And he was one of the uh, original architects that was, uh, that joined in on the Sarasota School of Architecture. And you will find um, a lot of his um, beautiful homes around here. And one of his uh, signature things is he has these uh, concrete beams that run along the ceiling Mm -hmm. and it just it's very striking um because he'll have the it's very geometric um you'll have the floor to ceiling windows like practically on all sides and this was i believe a three-story uh three-story home that had this beautiful floating staircase with switch backs um lots of like natural wood uh Oh my gosh! It, I walked in, and you know, I I told Adam I went in for a photo shoot. I told him I was like, "You're gonna have to kick me out of this house because I am not gonna want to leave." <laughs> like it, it still had the owner's furniture, and it had the Eames chair over oh. by the window. Oh. Like it was just impeccable, and just um, you know, even though uh, it was it was built, I believe in in 2006, it was it was all it was the the lines, the everything that you would expect from from one of the homes that that he would have designed, like in the actual time period where uh, the Sarasota School was at its height, like in the in the fifties. That blows my mind that in two thousand six, a mid century design home is built. I'm I'm just curious because we were talking about this before that uh, the the materials that would go into the homes in the 50s and 60s were different than now is it cost prohibitive if i wanted to build a house like that these days do you think or i mean would i pay way more for a house that's built to those specs you know honestly <laughs> it's hard to say because uh, if your dad is is gene leedy i'm sure you you, <laughs> you know you, yeah. you kind of you have a little bit of a because honestly i would think building a house like that in this day and age it would be top notch you know you're you're talking top notch materials because um you know everything is just like tight um so yeah you, you are talking top notch top-notch materials but you know they are the materials that were you know originally used and and still you know should be used if if it were up to me (laughs) (laughs) well it's it's interesting craig that you asked the question about materials um i don't know i don't know if you guys are familiar with uh carrie used the term atomic ranch homes earlier uh 
Do you guys know that in um, in the Austin, Texas area, there is a new home development called Starlight Village? And we actually, and you should Google that if you've never, I mean, the homes are amazing looking. Uh, we got to drive through Starlight Village last summer. And I, I think the materials that they're using are spot on. Um, we got to speak to the owner and Craig, he said another challenge they have is finding builders who who get how it all goes together and how it's supposed to be constructed. Because, I mean, these are mid-century modern designed homes so the builders that that they're hiring to construct them are like wait what how do you put this you know tongue and groove or post and beam how do you put how do you put that together so yeah it's 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 a challenge both from the the materials and the the construction side Okay, that is not starlightvillage.com because that brought up a jewelry website. So. <laughs> <laughs> We've looked at that before. Yeah, looked I think I think we have that. looked at yeah. that before. And Carrie, when we were talking the other day, you told me about some modular homes that have a really cool design. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about those? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm really kind of super excited about this and this is kind of where uh I'm thinking mid-century modern might kind of evolve into. Uh, I've been doing a lot of research and taking a lot of uh, uh, webinars and seminars with this company called S2A Modular, and um, it makes a lot of sense. They use uh, all organic materials. The homes are built in a factory on almost like an assembly line they're built modular so it's the same like stick you know uh, stick design that you're thinking of it's these are not you know trailers these are not mobile homes these are actually houses that are built in modules that are shipped you know to the site on these like tesla trucks um and then they're assembled on site and they you know they're they're built you know with premium materials they're net zero um you know they're affordable uh you can work with they have um you know, configurations that you can choose from, or you can work with one of their architects to design literally whatever kind of home you want. And I've looked at some of their mid-century modern uh, configurations and, and they're beautiful. You can get these, you know, these beautiful glass walls. You can get, you know, pretty much whatever you want. And I, I love the um, aspect of it. And I feel like it's kind of true to the whole um, evolution of, of mid-century modern in that it's using organic materials and it's considering the environment and it's like bringing nature into it and considering all of that like uh, reusable water and all this kind of stuff um, you know why do you need fresh drink tap water coming into your toilet you don't like so it's about harnessing <laughs> rainwater to run through your toilet um, it's using my, my dog might disagree with power. you on that that's uh, <laughs> He, I think he would appreciate he, the fresh out water. Of that, but yes, he <laughs> he likes that fresh water toilet water. <laughs> very yes, very, very yeah. much so. <laughs> well, Those homes were fascinating. I took a look at them before. The S S two A S two A. 
This is in Samuel two A. Yeah. Sorry, yes. Dave. You, you yes, were well, about no, no. So it's it's so interesting that you that you are talking about this, Carrie, because it totally speaks to what goes around comes around. Because uh, I mentioned Ralph and Mary Jane Fournier uh, earlier. Um, we had a we had a, a developer in the St. Louis area back in the mid fifties. His name was Burton Denke, and people were you know this was right after the war, so people were looking for quick, affordable housing. And uh, there were a couple of neighborhoods that um, Ralph and Mary Jane designed the homes for that were modular. So they were building, you know, the the, the four walls were being built in um, a factory and then uh, construction workers would go to the site and pour the concrete slab. And I, I assume the S2A modular homes are also concrete slab. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, would they? Then they would they would build up the exterior uh, and put a roof on it. Um, would be the next step so that they could finish it up inside, regardless of what the weather was doing. And and there are several neighborhoods in the St. Louis area that have these um, modular homes, Ridgewood in uh, St. Louis being being one of them, and. Uh, the homes are still in great shape today and they're still beloved by, you know, the residents who live there and, and the people of St. Louis. They're great homes. Really? That's amazing. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. Uh, they're shipped in uh, all the exterior, you know, any ornamentation you want to have. If you want some kind of special stone put on the outside, any kind of exterior ornamentation, if you want a porch added on, anything like that, uh, those are all added on. Um, but yeah, like they will stand the test of time just mm-hmm. like anything else. So I, I love uh, that you brought that back to that because, yeah, it, it all definitely um, ties in. And I love that it's it's uh, kind of going back to that. I, like I think that. I think it all kind of started with Sears, if I'm not mistaken. And they're, yeah. They're prefab homes that mm-hmm. they would basically send out as a kit. I know I looked into modular homes when I lived in Connecticut, and they they would ship them out in quarters, basically, with the carpeting uh-huh. in and everything. And then it just all kind of bolts together. You could you could put up a 3,200 square foot house and it just comes in sections and I think the refrigerator was already in it and everything. It was kind of crazy when I was looking at it. I like how it said um, you could plug in your car and your appliances. It said that on the essay. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it comes ready for your electric car. It's all electric then. That's exactly. um, Yeah. And the uh, the Green Lux home, which is one of the things that that I'm looking into because it is like net um, zero as far as uh, energy efficiency goes, but it does come with all of the appliances like already in there, all of the en- energy efficient efficient uh, appliances that are already plugged into you know their what they call Li-Fi. Um, there's even an app you can control it all. I'm like, okay, well. That's a, that's a little above my head, but uh, yeah, it's it's all um, it's energy efficient. It's all already in there. Yeah. And Carrie, on the subject of uh, modular homes, are you aware of any lustrons in in your area? Lustron homes. I am not, but I'm I'm making a note now. I'm I'm super fascinated. <laughs> I I want to check that out. Well, I'm I'm not super aware of maybe where Tory was of the Lustron Corporation, but um, the, again, they were in the 40s and 50s, and 
the idea of the Lustron homes was that they were made out of that same the the same porcelain panels that like gas stations back in the day were constructed of you know those those exterior porcelain panels and uh, Lustron homes were constructed out of that and they had a lot of um, built-ins on the inside so like you know there were the bathrooms already came built the sinks in the bathrooms came built in already and little alcoves and things like that whoa okay i now i totally remember this now i'm not aware of any of my area but i know that i have read about these when you were talking about that i was like wait a minute i have read i have read about these but i'm not uh i'll have to look i'm now super curious to see if there's anything like that in my area because i do recall reading about that i was like wait this sounds way too familiar i i think <laughs> I've, curious. i think i've seen those online dave and do they if I remember right, they don't really have the mid-century modern lines, do they? I mean, as far as, I, well, or am yeah, I thinking more of something of a mid-century else? Modern no, no, they're they're a mid-century modern home, but they're not modern. Right? Yeah, you're right. They're so they're mid-century, they're but not so modern. Kind of like a cracker box house, right? Or right? Right? Yeah. 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 So, Carrie, I know you've been through a lot of mid-century modern homes now have you come across many that are time capsules complete with furnishings oh. and and appliances and the whole nine yards um you can actually you can find a lot of that in my neighborhood actually Ooh. um yeah it's like a lot of uh in my neighborhood there are still a lot of original owners um still living in the homes like the uh the area was developed in 19 pretty much in late 1950s um, and it was a contained development called Isle of Catalina. And you will go into, I've been into a lot of the houses in my neighborhoods and a lot of them haven't been renovated because the original owners are still living there. So, you know, the terrazzo floors are still there and all that. Like even my house still has, I haven't, the kitchen is still pretty much untouched. Like oh. <laughs> it has the original cabinetry and all that. Like Oven. the appliances are from like the eighties, okay. I believe, but it's, it's untouched. So yeah. Um, yeah. I have been in a lot of those houses, not, not so much with the, with furniture because usually, you know, if those houses are being sold, they'll, they'll have like an estate sale to, to get rid of um, a lot of that stuff. If it's, you know, if someone has passed away and it's an inheritance type thing, but, uh, but yeah, like you, you just, you do still, still see that. Carrie, I was going to ask on the other, on the other side of Craig's question, um, when you get a listing that's been remodeled, um, how do you how do you get potential buyers to see past the ring and see the potential of what they could make it? I think I think it's all about like I'm a very imaginative uh, and and creative person, but but I tend to focus on the stability of the house because in Florida that's a big thing like we have to withstand hurricanes we have to withstand the heavy rains and and for me um, if if we're talking about like a mid-century ranch or something like that because I, I did sell a house that it, the renovation was for lack of a better word, weird. I mean, it was nice. It, it was a great house, but definitely not how I would have done it. Um, really great, very solid house. Um, and, you know, I 
I just told them, look, this house is a tank. It's <laughs> it is solid. It is gonna. It's lasted this long. It's gonna last that you know as long as your family is gonna live in it. It's gonna continue to last. Like inspection, of course, you know it it went great. You know, the inspector's like, this house is never going anywhere. So I think in things like that, I try to encourage them to, you know, um, like you can make any house your own. Um, you, you can do that. Like if you don't have the money to knock out walls or whatever, that's one thing. Um, but I I think I try to sell like the, the stability of the home, especially when you're dealing with these types of homes, because they are safe. They are going to last through a hurricane. They've lasted this long and they're going to last that much longer. So I think when I'm trying to sell a house like that to a family, I I think that's what I focus on. So along those same lines, Gary, uh, uh, you, when you sell a remodeled home to uh, clients, do you have an arsenal of architects and designers who get the MCM aesthetic that you can, you know, put them in touch with to help them redesign their homes? Oh, absolutely. Like I said, well, I don't know if I said, but I think I said, um, uh, our brokerage has, has been operating and working around this area for 20 plus years. And, you know, they have built such a connection with the community, you know, not only architects, but designers and florists and stagers and all that, you know, kind of stuff, you know, people who can make your terrazzo floors look sparkling new and, you know, uh, replace your cabinets and and contractors and things like that. So, yeah, you know, we always uh, have in our back pocket um, those people that that we can um, refer uh, for sure. There's always an arsenal. (laughs) Our secret arsenal. Right. Nice. Nice. So Carrie, as, as you have uh, traveled around and and looked at all of these homes and everything, have you found some kind of design quirks that have been really fascinating as far as ingenious kinds of things. You know, it seemed like in the 60s especially, there was this futuristic eye. And I've seen a lot of different homes with just really unique features. Are there some that stand out in your mind? I was in this home... And I don't like I cannot remember the architect. So I'm I'm so sorry. I can't remember the architect of, of this home. But it was one of those um, uh, Niels uh, M. Schweitzer cocktail party things. And um, they had this kitchen, which was literally right, pretty much right in the middle with this, of this giant living area. So you have you walk into this house. It's completely open, and the kitchen is just sort of this weird freestanding thing that has a wall all the way up to pretty much all the way up to almost the ceiling. So it's almost a freestanding kitchen that you can kind of walk around in the living area. And I had never seen anything like that. And so on one side, there's this this big freestanding, you know, shelving and where all the the sink and the stove and all that and then on the other side of it is is this um 
I don't know, this wall that, that is sort of a banquette. <laughs> it's hard oh, to yeah. explain, but it was all sort of open just out there. Um, and it was really, really cool um, because normally if you're thinking, oh, I want an open concept kitchen, you're not going to have this giant wall, like a, a giant wall of, 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 you know, cabinets and shelving that's going to go almost all up to the, to the ceiling. And it was super interesting. And also a fun fact about that house was there was Whitco. Whitco I don't Ooh. know if, um, yeah, there was, there was Whitco. I looked up and I was like, oh my gosh. And they were like, oh yeah, those are original Whitco. He, he did that for we're, this house. We're huge fans. Yeah. Wow. Nice. And also Whit- fun fact, fun fact about this house um, was that it was, it had one of the first original, um, well, actually it may have been the first original home tiki bar uh, in Florida. Um, and Whitco had designed these gorgeous, it was, the the bar was, the tiki bar was designed by Whitco and these cool carved wooden chairs out by the pool area. Oh. So I have pictures of myself sitting in these like super funky Whitco chairs out by this tiki bar. But I would say that that kitchen was probably one of uh, the most unique features I've I've encountered as far as huh like that's you not necessarily what I would have done or thought but it was cool and it it really worked it, so it kind of for, for you know most parties everyone gathers in the kitchen it kind of makes the whole place the kitchen I guess like you're all kind of around <laughs> Dave Dave you you were about to jump in with something yeah, I, I was. I was just curious. What what were the the Whitco decorations in the kitchen area? Um, it was it was all like it's all a little hazy. Not not because of the tiki drinks. Um, <laughs> it was all a little hazy. I think it was sort of like just ornamentation along the oh, top okay. of the kind of the cabinetry. If I if I'm remembering correctly, yeah. We're talking with Carrie Jones from Metropolis Real Estate Solutions in Florida. Uh, Carrie, if people wanted to get in touch with you, if they wanted to move to Florida and buy a mid-century home, <laughs> and if, if you wanted to actually make a sale and like make money and stuff, how would they get in touch with you? Okay, well, I would love nothing more for people to reach out to me, like even if they just want to chat mid-century modern architecture in this area, but especially if they want to move here, I would I would love that. Um, on Instagram, I'm at sold by Carrie Jones. That's sold by Carrie Jones. Uh, on Facebook, I'm Carrie Jones Realtor. And uh, obviously, you can find me at uh, metropolisrealestatesolutions.com. And um, yeah, and I'm my. If you want to just reach me directly at my email, it's uh, Carrie at metrores.com, and that's C A R R I E. And and Jones is spelled again. Normal <laughs> 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 spelling. Sorry about that, Dave. Yeah, I just wanted to mention. Uh, I did a quick check earlier. If people want to research Gene Leedy. Uh, architecture. It's L E E D Y. That's correct. L E E D Y. And Gene is G E N E. Yes, that's correct. correct. Okay. The, the Sarasota School of Architecture. It's is it closed now or is it still uh, going? Um, it, it's kind of taken on a different um, iteration. It was known as Sarasota Modern, but it's pretty much had its its heyday. Um, I think you know all the original architects have uh, since passed away, but the you know, the school kind of lives on and the architects that uh, ha- were under the tutelage of, of uh, the guys uh, at the time. 
if you look it up online, there are a lot of different sites, or a few different sites anyway, and just really amazing pictures of, of some of the buildings and everything that they did. Amazing, amazing stuff. Carrie, any last thoughts before we call it a day? Uh, no, this this was super fun, and uh, I just encourage everybody to um, look at uh, things like Atomic Ranch Magazine if you want to yes. kind of get your uh, architecture fix, or even Dwell. Like I love Dwell. Um, if you want to subscribe to like Dwell or or Atomic Ranch, if if you want to get your inspiration, or uh, I particularly just love looking at Atomic ranch houses um but also you know um if you're thinking about living in florida or visiting florida you know uh hit me up and uh we can chat you know uh palm springs has their modernist week and and that sort of thing any any thoughts of doing something like that in florida maybe um there is oh yeah actually we have tons of stuff like that Um, I I, i was yeah i was telling you about audubon park um there's a big uh, walking tour uh, of the um, Audubon Park uh, like yeah. architecture. So yeah, there there are quite a few neighborhoods um, in Florida, and I've been on a couple of different ones. Um, obviously, that was pre-COVID, so that's kind of shut um, everything down. But yeah, there are tons of uh, walking tours uh, for mid-century modern architecture here in this area that you can do. Nice. Um, super fun highly highly recommend that um and also one other thing that i did not mention down the frank lloyd wright road we have uh, the i believe it's florida oh i'm gonna drop like on it florida <laughs> florida southern college i believe has the largest concentrated collection of frank lloyd wright works in the world oh. and yeah and that's because there are 12 um of frank lloyd wright works on the campus uh residential you know for staff and faculty and things like that plus the cat uh, the the college campus the chapel um and they originally completed a usonian house um from one of his original plans from 1939 that he had never built so basically they took his original plans from 1939 and built this usonian house on the campus uh for this for faculty i believe um yeah so Actually, Carrie, um, my wife and I did a door to door because, again, this was back during, you know, the hotbed of COVID. Last summer, we did a door to door from our house to a fabulous mid-century modern home in Lakeland, Florida. I'm sorry I'm blanking on the name of the architect. Um, But uh, while we were in Lakeland, uh, we um, we went to that campus and we actually got to tour the exterior of those buildings. They weren't allowing people inside again because mm. of COVID, but um, right. it, it really, I mean, sadly, I don't know what the budget of that small little college is, but um, sadly, a lot of those structures need some TLC. Yeah, um, I haven't had a chance to go out and tour it yet. It's on my list. Um, And obviously for the past year, it's been mostly closed down um, for touring. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's really sad to hear, Um, you know. I'd love for I mean, some money to be put into that too. Oh yeah, um, there's st- there's still that. beautiful buildings, but they're they're rough around the edges. Yeah, and I I I can't remember the name of that Lakeland house you're talking about, but I'm almost like 
I can't swear to this, but I'm almost 100% sure that the Lakeland House was designed by one of the Sarasota School of Architecture oh, okay. um, architects. Because, uh, yeah, I'm almost 100% sure, but don't hold me to that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just reading about it, so of course. I yeah, it, it was a VRBO property that we got to stay in for a week, and it was it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think uh, we're pretty much out of time here on the Mid-Modcast, but um, we'll have Carrie back again sometime soon yeah, to talk some more about mid-century yeah, design so talking and all you. sorts of stuff. We can uh, take up furniture and furnishings oh, I love and it. flooring oh. and paint. Oh. We need to repaint our mid-century home. We just got the boring yeah. gray. Yeah. Oh, I'd love and, to talk uh, about color palettes. Yes. Oh, I'd love to talk about all that stuff. It's so, so fun. Well, thanks for being with us, Carrie. And until next time, stay swell, everybody. We'll see you.